Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You know you mess up. You say, I messed up. I did so many things wrong. But this is what the Lord has done for me. That's turning your mess into a message and turning your test into a testimony. Your life might seem that it's little more than broken, shattered pieces. Today, Pastor Greg Laurie points out the Lord can heal your brokenness and use you once again. Jesus can take whatever wrong you've done and forgive and, yes, heal and be glorified in your life still. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. There's a special form of Japanese pottery called kintsugi. It means golden rejoining and encourages us to embrace our cracks and make something beautiful, something good, out of the life that we have. The broken ceramics are restored with lacquer resin mixed with powdered gold, silver or platinum. The repairs are obvious and they're beautiful. The Bible speaks of us as God's workmanship. And we might have some cracks and chips, but God can heal us and make us glorious vessels of honour. By nature, I will admit it, I am a messy person. How many messy people do we have out there? Just own it if you're kind of messy. You live in clutter. You have a lot of cats in your house. No, no, you don't, not that, but. How many of you are very tidy, neat people? Raise your hand up, okay. How many of you who are messy are married to a tidy person, or you're tidy and you're married to a messy person? Yeah, so you all need marriage counseling, don't you, right? Yes. But you know, my desk is always cluttered. I have lots of books stacked up, papers, drawings from my grandchildren, half-eaten burritos, uh, my collection of Powder Puff Girls figurines. Uh, no, that's a joke. It's uh, actually Hello Kitty figurines. No, anyway. But so, you know, I live in clutter and I'll clean it up. But listen, I've got good news for messy people, especially those who have made a mess of their lives, is the Lord is really good at cleaning up our messes. Right? He can turn your mess into a message and He can turn your test into a testimony. Talk about a guy who messed up his life. Moses really blew it big time. Taken into the court of Pharaoh, being trained presumably to be the next Pharaoh of Egypt, he knew this was not the life he wanted to live and being a Jew himself. He wanted to help his fellow Jews get out of the bondage of Egypt. He sensed his destiny early on, but he had the right idea, but he certainly went about it in the wrong way. And he went out one day looking at the treatment of the Jews and he saw an Egyptian taskmaster who was especially cruel beating a Hebrew and he stepped in and the Bible says he looked to the right, he looked to the left and he killed the guy, hit him in the sand, which isn't a great idea if you're trying to hide something because sand shifts. It was quickly discovered. The Pharaoh found out, effectively put a contract out on the life of Moses. Now Moses has now gone from the prince of Egypt to being a fugitive from Egypt. So as our story opens, he's moved off to the wilderness and he's been there for 40 years. 
And now the Lord comes and speaks to the 80 year old Moses. Let's read about it together. Exodus 3 starting in verse 1. One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. And he went deep into the wilderness near Sinai, the mountain of God. Suddenly the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire in a bush. Moses was amazed because the bush was engulfed in flames, but it didn't burn up. Moses said to himself, Amazing! Why isn't this bush burning up? I must go over and see this. And when the Lord saw he had caught Moses' attention, God called to him from the bush, Moses, Moses. Here I am, Moses replied. God told him, Do not come any closer. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. We'll stop there. God proceeds to tell Moses he's seen the suffering of his people. And now he is appointing Moses to go back to the Pharaoh and demand the release of the Jewish people. And Moses was stunned. He hadn't heard from God for 40 years. Now you would have thought that Moses would have fallen down on his face and said, thank you Lord for second chances. But instead he becomes a human excuse machine. Let's look at his excuses because these are the same excuses we offer as to why God would never work through us. Excuse number one. Moses effectively says, I'm not deserving to be used by God. He did have a point. <laughs> if you were God, would you have picked Moses? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna use this guy that murdered the Egyptian. The Lord seems to go out of his way to pick, well, flawed people. Maybe it's so he'll get the glory ultimately. God is not looking, as I've said many times, for ability. He's looking for availability. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Really what he wants is just for someone to say, well, Lord, I, I'm in. I'll go. I, I'll do it if you want me to do it. Moses says, well, I'm not deserving. Well, no, we're not deserving, but it's not based on what we deserve. It's the grace of God that he calls us by. Number two, Moses effectively says, but I don't have all the answers. Verse 13, Moses protested, if I go to the people of Israel and tell them the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they won't believe me. They'll ask, well, which God are you talking about? What is his name? So what should I tell them? God replies, I am who I am. Just tell them, I am has sent me to you. In other words, Moses, it's not about you. It's about me. Excuse number three, the people won't believe me. Exodus four, go over one chapter. Verse two, the Lord asked him, what do you have there in your hand? Moses replied, well, it's a shepherd's staff. Throw it down on the ground, the Lord told him. So Moses threw it down and it became a snake. Moses was terrified and he turned and ran away. That makes me laugh actually. Then the Lord told him, now take hold of its tail. So Moses reached out and grabbed it and it became a shepherd's staff again. Perform this sign, the Lord says, and they will believe you. And uh, the Lord told him, they'll realize that the Lord God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has appeared to you. So we'll stop there. So I see this as a somewhat comical scene. What is that? A shepherd's staff, throw it down, throws it down turns into a snake, probably a cobra. The cobra was a symbol of Egypt. 
and a very venomous snake. You get bit by a cobra, oh, you may not be long for this world. So the Lord says, pick it up by the tail. One thing you never do with a snake is pick it up by its tail. It can rear right back and strike. And so Moses obeyed God, so you gotta give him credit. He picks up the cobra, probably, and now it turns back into a staff again. Now, as I said, the serpent, the cobra, was a symbol of Egypt. It's also a symbol of Satan. So in effect, the Lord is saying, I want you to face your fears. Here's a symbol of Egypt. Take the snake by the tail. Or as the expression states it, take a tiger by the tail, right? Go for it. Don't be afraid. Face your fears. If you've just joined us, this is A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in California, USA. And he's offering some practical and important reassurance for our times of fear and uncertainty today. We're studying the life of Moses. It's a series called Water, Fire, Stone. Let's continue. I wonder what fears you're facing right now. Maybe I'm talking to somebody that is an addict. You're an addict to drugs. Maybe it's meth, pot, heroin, some other drug. I don't know what it is. Maybe you're an alcoholic and you can't break free from it and you've tried and you've failed and you've just given up. Okay, I'm telling you, take the snake by the tail. Face your fears and know this. God is bigger than your addiction and He can deliver you from the power of it. But you have to stop making excuses for it. And you have to stop blaming it on other people and own it. This is you. You need to be willing to change. You need to bring it into the light of day. Make yourself accountable to others. Say, help me with this. Pray for me. Maybe you need to go to rehab or get some kind of treatment. But face it and attack it. And don't let it control you for another day. So he took the snake by the tail. All right, so in closing, what are the takeaway truths from this message? Number one, ask God to forgive you. If you've messed up like Moses, admit you've messed up. And as I said in another message, try to fail forward. In other words, learn from your mistakes. You see, Moses learned some important lessons. First in the court of Pharaoh, where he was schooled in the ways of Egypt. He knew Egyptian culture, Egyptian art, Egyptian military strategies. He knew about all the Egyptian deities. This would all come in handy when he was facing off with the Pharaoh. And in the wilderness he learned how to deal with wayward sheep. <laughs> that would come in handy as he led an army of people through the wilderness for 40 years. He learned why impulsiveness was a bad idea and he learned how to wait on the Lord. Number two, if possible, ask for forgiveness from those you have hurt. So if you've hurt people, apologize. Apologize to your parents. Apologize to your ex-spouse. Apologize to your children. Oh, you should never apologize to a child. Yeah, you should. If you've hurt them. If you've been wrong. Well, I don't want them to see my flaws. They know your flaws, trust me. <laughs> Just say, you know what? That time that I did that thing, I was wrong. And I ask you to forgive me. You would be amazed at the healing power in saying something like that. Because I see this happen a lot. You know, fathers, I don't want to pick on you, but I will. 
you know you mess up? Maybe you walk out on your family. Or maybe you're an absentee father. But moms too. It happens. And then the children get older and you have no relationship with them. And then you have no relationship with your grandchildren. And it's this miserable scenario. Did it ever occur to you that you could go to your child, even your adult child, and say, I wasn't the father I should have been. I wasn't the mother I should have been. And I am really sorry. Would you give me another chance? You might be surprised what will happen. That all of a sudden healing could start taking place. So if necessary, apologize. And listen to this. Make restitution. See we don't think of restitution. Well I'm sorry. Well that's nice to say you're sorry. Can you fix it? Let's say that you spread a rumor about someone that was not true. You even put it on social media. It was found to be false and wrong. Oh you go to them. Sorry. Let your repentance be as widely known as your sin. You spread the false message. Now spread the right message. So we won't do that. We'll just apologize. But if possible make restitution. And listen to this. Now your failure, mistake, or sin is a part of your story. Maybe you'll use it as an object lesson. Don't do this thing because I did this thing and I faced the consequences of it and I wished I'd never done it and I don't want you to make the same mistake. That's feeling forward, friend. And that's turning your mess into a message and turning your test into a testimony. You say, this is what the Lord has done for me. I messed up. I did so many things wrong. But the Lord did this for me. Remember the story of Malchus, that guy who um, led the charge to arrest Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane? And Simon Peter pulled out his sword, took a swing, off comes the guy's ear. So what does Jesus do? He heals the man's ear, the ear of Malchus. So by the way, I found out through careful study, Malchus's last name was Van Gogh. Malchus Van Gogh. <laughs> Google it later. Van Gogh cut his ear off. Forget it. Okay, he's an artist, Dutch artist. Okay. Anyway, I digress. Delayed reaction. And the delayed reaction is, I get it, and it wasn't funny. So what's the point? Why are we wasting time where you... Let's just stay a little longer here. Okay, we're done. Okay. <laughs> Jesus' last miracle was covering up the blunder of a disciple. If I were Jesus, I wouldn't have healed that guy. I'd have said, serves you right. Hmm? <laughs> Jesus healed him. Boom. Jesus can take whatever wrong you've done and forgive and yes, heal and be glorified in your life still. So in closing, maybe there's somebody here that doesn't even have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We're talking about what it is to know the Lord. Is He living inside of you? Is your sin forgiven? You've tried to be a good person. You've tried to live a good life. You've tried to change your life, and you've failed. You need help. You need God. You need Christ who died on the cross for your sin and rose again from the dead three days later to come and live inside of you. And I'd like to close by giving an opportunity for you to pray and ask Him to come into your life right now because He stands at the door of your life and He knocks and He says, if you'll hear His voice, He'll come and live inside of you. But you need to ask Him to do that. And I'd like to close in prayer by extending an invitation for you to put your faith in Jesus so He can turn your mess into a message. Let's pray. Now, Father, I pray for any person here who does not know you. 
wherever they are. I pray that your Holy Spirit will convict and convince them of their need for you, that they would come to you and believe. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. word of encouragement from Pastor Greg Laurie. And you know, if you'd like to make a change today in your relationship with the Lord, you can. And Pastor Greg would like to help you to do that right now. You know, as you've been listening to this today, maybe you've heard another voice. By that I mean, yeah, you heard me say a few things, but you heard God's voice speak to you deep in the recesses of your heart. And it suddenly dawned on you, this is what I need. Or to state it more accurately, this is who I need. I need Jesus, and I want Jesus. But maybe you don't know how to make that connection. Let me help you. Pray this after me right now if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life. Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner. And I am sorry for my sin. And I need your forgiveness right now. Would you come into my heart and my life as Savior As God, as friend, I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for calling me and accepting me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I know that was a relatively short prayer. Maybe you felt something as you prayed it. Maybe you felt nothing. That doesn't really matter because God's word says, These things we write to you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. It doesn't say, so you may think you have it or you may hope you have it if God's in a good mood. No, that you can know it. And I want you to know, if you pray that prayer in a minute, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has come into your life. So congratulations. You're now a Christian. Now continue to follow the Lord. Thanks, Pastor Greg. And if you've just made that change, we'd love to help you to begin to walk with the Lord every day. We'd love to send you something called our New Believers Growth Packet. It's free of charge for those who've made a first-time commitment to the Lord today. We'll send it right out to you when you ask for it on 1-800-00-50-11. Well, tomorrow, Pastor Greg brings insight on Moses' dramatic confrontation with the Pharaoh of Egypt. More from the series Water, Fire, Stone tomorrow, same time, on A New Beginning. Now for a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called How God Can Turn Your Mess Into a Message. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-50-11. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.